Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And Peter Dowd of the IrishGardener.com joining us. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. We've had a very rainy morning, but the good news is the sun is going to shine this afternoon. Go, I hope so. I told you it would shine, uh, not last Friday, but the Friday before, because I was taking the day off, if you remember, and it did. It did. Good. So positive thinking. That's what it's all about. Okay, straight into questions. This came in by email uh, to patricia c103.ie and we sent the photograph on to Peter and it is from Michael and McCroom. I've got an apple tree that hasn't flowered this year. I've attached a picture of same. There is mould slash furry substance on the tree, as you can see in the picture. Any advice on what to do from Michael in McCroom? Well, it's not actually mould, Trish, though it looks very like, and anyone who's who's had this problem on their apple trees before will, will <clears throat> excuse me, will recognise it immediately. It's a thing called woolly aphid. So what that is, it's a, it's the aphid eggs as they're hatching. It's covered in this kind of woolly or, or um, mouldy like substance. Uh, and they're sap feeding aphids, which will feed on the leaves and, and st- small stems of the apple. So you, they aren't really great to have, but because it's an apple, like don't, but don't worry. I mean, they're very, it's very easy to treat. But you, you don't want to be putting any chemical on it. It's an apple tree. You don't want to be putting any chemical, certainly on a food crop in the garden at all, really. Um, so your best bet, first course of action, I was always say, I would always say with things like this, if it's not too heavy in infestations, go out with the secretaries and just prune off any shoots that have it on it and throw throw them out. Um, and and that may well be enough. If that isn't enough, you could also try just a hose, a hard hose of water, and physically remove them from the from the tree, with, even with a brush, if you want to go out. Again, if it's not too heavy and if that's practical, uh, that is a, 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 the most effective control you can get as well to physically remove them from the plant, as opposed to using chemicals. If that's not going to be practical, you could use one of the organic insecticides, such as a natural pyrethrum spray or something like that you could try a garlic wash which is again if somebody wants to google how to make a garlic wash because there are loads of of different uh, methods and recipes out there but basically what you're doing is you're pulping garlic mixing it with water spraying it onto the tree works very very well uh, or it's very effective as a preventative not always so brilliant if the tree has already been infested but to prevent it happening it's it's, it's a very good thing to use um so it, it's quite treatable but yeah you would want it's an aphid is, is what it is and anyway, it is quite treatable and you would want to, to take to get control of it okay mary has just sent in and she's got pictures that i haven't been able to get on to because they've just arrived in but a question for peter peter please my castle well in gold do you know that tree yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 30 years old it's recently developed a lot of brown patches any advice and she sent down a picture you can see the green part but then you can see areas that has gone completely brown well, Castle Welling Gold is, if you've ever heard of the Leyland Palm, like most people will have, or Leylandi eyes, well, Castle Welling Gold is the golden form of that. Um, 
they do have a lifespan really the the and their lifespan is around 30 or 40 years maybe you might get 50 or 60 years out of them but they tend to have a lifespan so without seeing the picture it's impossible to be certain because a lot of them will develop brown patches well it's less patchy but it's more brown inside the foliage if you know, if you know what i mean in fact they'll all go brown as you get closer to the stem and the greenery is only on the outside so if it's something like that then it's quite normal but no I, this I is on the, the outside this is on okay. the outside, clearly on the outside. Well, more, it is more likely a fungal problem. So which fungal problem, I couldn't say. Uh, there are several that will attack it. Things like Phytophthora, things like that will will attack it. Um, really, all you can do, and it's probably not going to be practical because it's 30, it's 30, 30 years of age or in, there or thereabouts, so it's not going to be practical to treat the whole hedge. But something like copper sulfate, prune off the infected growth, prune off the worst of it, and then drench that area and the soil directly around it with a, a solution of copper sulfate and water. Now, that's a broad-spectrum fungicide, which I, I, I go on about a lot, Trish, but it is very, very effective. It's an organic broad-spectrum fungicide, but it's, it is also only something that should be used just once a year for anybody who is using it. It's not something you use freely, but use it once a year, and, and it can be effective, but I'm afraid I'm not going to hold out too much hope in it because of the age of the Castlewell and Gold. They, they can just begin to go, I'm afraid. Yeah, you've, you've, you've had great 30 years uh, from them almost. Yeah. Okay, hi Peter, my tomato plants are blooming and some are six feet tall. Except for blossom root rot, even on the lower settings. I've recently added lime. Should I stop growth now? And if so, how do I do that? I'm a kind of great believer when it comes to tomatoes, let them do their own thing uh, and just pay in, in terms of stopping growth and pinching out. I'm a great believer in letting them do their own thing, but you do need to pay attention to the water, uh, the watering. So they they said there's some are six feet high and some aren't quite. And it's got what did they say? Blo- blossom, blossom, blossom rot, root, root rot, blossom root okay, so rot. Yeah, I'd say the word root there is a, is a mistake. It should okay. be blossom, blossom wilt or blossom rot, which is caused pro- possibly by um by too much watering, overwatering. So I wonder, and in, in which case, stopping the plant's growth, so pinching it out at the top, which is how you'd stop it, it isn't really going to help. Again, you go back to, to the, the go-to fungicide there, the, the copper sulfate, the organic copper sulfate, mix it with water, drench it on. But uh, I would actually pinch off any 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 growing tips or any blossoms that are showing any signs of the rot and pinch them off and treat them with the fungicide. And you see, watering, I'm a bit hesitant here because watering with tomatoes is, is it's a very fine line. You can't overwater them because you leak to things like this. Um, if you underwater them, you're putting them under stress as well. So you've added lime, like calcium is often a problem with fruit splitting and fruit not forming properly and leading to this 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 rot. Um, you should have enough calcium from the lime. So I'd say everything you've done is about all you can do and just pay attention to the watering. I wouldn't be in a mad rush necessarily to stop the growth. No. Okay. Hi, uh, Peter. Dabbled in vegetable growing for the first time with some simple lettuces, mixed variety and some basil. Rain has blackened the basil yesterday. What can I do to rescue it? And when pulling the lettuce, do I simply put the roots into the compost bin or do I leave the roots in the pot and cut from the stem? Okay, well, with the lettuce, it depends if if you're if you're harvesting the whole head. So if it's it's like your your butterhead or iceberg lettuce, and you're harvesting the whole head of lettuce, yeah, take the roots out and put them into the compost bin, and they'll break down in no time at all. If it's something like more like salad leaf, a salad leaf mixture, or or your lala rosso or oak leaf lettuce, where you can or any of the cut and come varieties, where you just take the leaves as you need them, which is what I grow now all the time, really, because 
you never go through a whole head of lettuce <laughs> yeah. before it goes off. Um, so if it's them, yeah, you just prune off the leaves as you need them, and then when the plant bolts or goes to seed, then you would pull it out and put it in the compost bin. So if it, if it's uh, if it's a full head, yes, take out the the roots. If it's not, if it's cut and come variety, just harvest and leave the roots there. Uh, the the first question was on basil that it was getting too very wet outside. Yeah, the rain had blackened the basil. Was what the listener yeah, said. I wouldn't. I wouldn't grow basil outside in this country. Full stop. The, I would only grow basil indoors. Um, it's re- it'll really only grow outdoors properly in the in the Mediterranean climate, sir. If you if you remember two thousand and eighteen, it will grow well outdoors in yeah. in Ireland in that summer, but but not normally in Ireland. No, I have it on my I have it on my windowsill in the kitchen inside, and then and it's great because you just pull it, you just take it off as you need it. It's very handy and it's a great yeah. way to use it in a sandwich too. If it's yeah. growing nearby, you'll just pinch yeah. off a couple of leaves and put them in. But yeah, not suitable for outside really. Okay, question for Peter, please. I've got oriental lilies and I'm wondering how do I store them over winter? I have them in pots at the moment. Do I take them out of the pots? Well, yes or no is the answer. Yeah, I would take them out. Certainly I wouldn't leave them in there forever. I would certainly be taking them out every couple of years, two or three years. But the, the textbook advice, yes, is to take them out every year. So it's probably finished flowering by now the oriental type so let the foliage a bit like you would any bulb a daffodil or a tulip let the foliage and the stem die off completely let it go brown and die back when that's happened when the whole stem has gone brown uh, simply cut it off with a secretaire to ground level or pot level uh, take the bulb out of the soil or compost that it's in a bit of newspaper or some straw something like that just to keep it dry so you want to store it then somewhere dry and cool uh, over the winter so Greenhouses tend not to be ideal because they can get quite damp with condensation, but a garden shed or something like that, or even the attic, somewhere, somewhere that's cool and, and dry, uh, wrapped in a bit of newspaper, and then plant them out again. If you're, if you're doing it only every two or three years, you'll probably find that you can divide the bulbs. So where you did have one bulb, you may now have two or three or four. So divide them at the same time and store them individually and replant them again anytime really with, from kind of October, November, right through to February, March for flowering again next summer. Catherine, could you ask Peter, please, what can I do to stop my cauliflower from being eaten by something? It's just starting to make a head. I wonder if it's probably slugs. I would imagine it's slugs. So you'd be looking at one of the the organic slug pellets. And please do, if you're using slug pellets, please do take that moment in the garden centre just to look at the active ingredient. Uh, Because unfortunately, many of them in Ireland are still, they still contain methaldehyde, which is a highly, highly toxic substance. Uh, it's toxic, you see, to the, the predators for the slugs and snails, which are your hedgehogs and birds, but also toxic to pets and toxic to us humans. So if you're using slug pellets around a food crop, do do take that moment to check the active ingredient. If it's methaldehyde, leave it behind. If you care enough, tell the retailer why you're leaving it behind you uh, and look for one containing ferric phosphate, which is iron phosphate, uh, equally as effective in in getting rid of slugs and snails but totally harmless to to the rest of us so it's probably slugs use some of the ferric phosphate pellets there are many many other ways of dealing with slugs if you want to have a video on my own facebook page the irish gardener on how to organically and environmentally sound ways of dealing with slugs and snails so you've things like beer traps you've copper tape ferric phosphate pellets you've lots of them but i imagine that's what's causing it uh, and I should mention, I know I've mentioned before that methaldehyde pellets, they're banned in the UK, they're banned in many European countries, but they're still... But they're not banned here, unfortunately. Markets and garden centres, yeah. OK, I'm going to make a guess that this is a ponsettia that this listener is talking about. Could you ask Peter, I have one of those plants that you get around Christmas. It's got lovely green yeah. leaves at the moment, but it's pot bound. Do I move it into a bigger pot now or do I wait until October? 
as you well know, when somebody asks me a question about Ponsetti, I, I get very uncomfortable because I'm not the world's best at getting them from year to year myself. Uh, I'm always erring on the side of if it's still alive, leave it alone. But no, if, if it is getting pot bound, it will get hungry and it will start dropping its leaves. So I would repot it. But just bear in mind, the things that Ponsetti has really, really detested, they will not tolerate, is any uh, change in temperature or any drafts getting at them. So if, if you're repotting it, they nearly do it exactly where it is. I, I certainly wouldn't move it outside to do it. They're doesn't like being moved. Draft even for twenty minutes. Doesn't they'll, they'll tolerate being moved, Trish, but in the same environment. So they wouldn't they wouldn't tolerate being moved. Let's say from the living room or the kitchen window, wherever they are, to to let's say pot, being potted up out, or repotted outside. Uh, even that much of a disturbance would affect it. So try and pot it up uh, in your kitchen or inside uh, and put it back where you had it and then stand back and cross your fingers. Eva has a plum tree that's starting to die away this year. No sign of fungus. She's wondering, is there any way to save it? Impossible to say without seeing it, unfortunately. A couple of questions I'd ask, and number one is, is how old is it? So if it's a relatively new tree, it could just, I know you laugh at me on the weather we're having today, but it could just be lack of water during the summer months if it's relatively new. What I mean by relatively new is if it's only kind of one or two years old. If it's a mature tree that's dying back, you see, when you say there's no sign of fungus, there may be no sign of toadstools, but that's not to say that there isn't a fungal problem affecting the tree. The, the sign of the fungus fungal infection could be the brown dieback could be brown leaves or, or twigs you may or may not see toadstools at a later date in the ground um it, but without seeing it i'm afraid it's, it's difficult to say if it's not new so if it's established and then it's not drought um uh, and if we think it's some kind of disease my first course of action would always be what i call cultural control which is go at it with the secretaries and pruners prune out any infected growth going into the good growth uh remove it a bit, it's a bit like the way we would treat ourselves, Trish. If we get a cut in the hand, as I'm always saying, first thing you would do is always try and remove any dirt or infection from it. Uh, so do that here with the tree. Remove any infected growth. And then maybe treat it with a fungicide like copper sulphate, which won't do any harm, even if it's bacterial. It won't do any harm. It won't do much good, but it won't do any harm. Um, and then feed the tree. So feed it with something like the Nature Safe seaweed, which is a really good, the Nature Safe liquid seaweed uh, plant food. It's an Irish one which is really, really good at driving on growth. Um, again, a bit like we would ourselves, we'd remove the infection, we'd treat the infection, and then we'd build ourselves up with a tonic. So do the same with the pear tree, but I can't say for sure what, what's causing it or, or if, if I'm giving the right advice without seeing it. Sheila wants to know, what do you recommend is the best rhubarb for dessert? <laughs> well, it's personal taste, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, 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 there's Tim Purley, Tim Purley Early is a particularly nice one. It's the one that is probably the one I've well, I've grown a few of them. There's another one, Champagne, which is nice as well. And I do like them. But being honest with you, I wouldn't have a huge preference uh, over over which one. Uh, Tim Early Early is probably the best one to produce. It's, it's probably the best. It's the most bountiful, put it that way. OK, try that. Uh, where we go? I set 30 gladiola bulbs on April the 25th. Uh, only 13 flowered. Any idea why? They're all south-facing with a wall behind them from Helena. No immediate answer to that. Often if, if bulbs aren't, if don't flower like that, it, it's often to do with the quality of the bulb. So uh, believe it or not, if a flower bulb isn't a flower bulb <laughs> in all different places, Trish, they're sold actually on the, the size of the diameter. The diameter of the bulb will determine the age of the bulb and thus the quality and the quality of the flower that comes out from it. So if you've got them, like, I don't know, I'm not going at any retailer here, but if, if you've got them, let's say, for cheapest chips in some discount store, then the chances are you weren't getting perfect quality bulbs. That's not to say they won't flower next year. They could just take a year or two to get to the right size. So it may be that. 
And I'd say that's probably most likely if they all grew, but only some of them flowered, then it's not a problem with the, like the, everything's healthy and fine. It's probably just that some of them aren't at the right age yet. They're not big enough yet. Okay. Uh, it's probably that I would next year, when you're planting them next year, just as they start to produce the leaves, give them a, a feed with a good quality tomato food. Again, the nature safe tomato food would probably be the best one. Okay. Enjoy your week. And you. Thanks, Trish. Thanks for that. And we'll talk again next week. That is Peter Dowdell uh, from the IrishGardener.com. Great Facebook page, by the way, if you haven't checked it out uh, to date. And to listeners. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.